It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining me. How are you? This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And the issue that matters this morning is a story that came across my uh, my uh, newsfeed last night that Kanye West uh, earned a $68 million tax refund as a result of forming, incorporating himself as a church, which explains why we've seen all the church services, Sunday services across the country because he has to prove to the IRS that he is, in fact, what he says he is. So I wanted to examine that because in recent time and in popular culture, a lot of people have determined and have been talking about Kanye West's conversion and the fact that he must be who he says he is because he uh, apparently... Apparently, people are some people thought that well, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. He must, uh, he must have, uh, you know, uh, he must have, you know, done something, right? And so people actually believe that there were people who actually believed that he, in fact, had gone through a conversion recently, some time ago on our podcast. We talked about. Uh, uh, his Sunday service that he had brought to the city of Detroit, remember? And I doubted his uh, authenticity. And, you know, there are some people who say, well, you know, that's a perception that's something personal between them and their idea of God and so on. And that might be true. But when the facts don't back it up, then you have to wonder if it is, if someone's conversion is true. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit. So it's a few days before Thanksgiving. And Black Friday is coming up right after, right? So a lot of you are going to go shopping for Black Friday. So later on today, we're going to post a link to our Amazon Smiles fundraising page. And I'm asking all of you to go to our website, theexodusfoundation.com. Help us to bring Christmas cheer to those in need. We operate as a shelter for human trafficking survivors, female, adult female survivors of human trafficking. And I ask for your support. We're also a listener-supported podcast. So when you go to our homepage on Anchor FM, you will find where you can support us. So just click on the link. You can become a monthly subscriber for as little as 99 cents per month. You can also subscribe and you can download our podcast for free, of course. But you can also subscribe and help us to continue to make this happen. Thank you so much for your listener support and your participation. And for the love of God, as we sit down at Thanksgiving this this year, let's not talk politics. Politics is divisive. Let's not talk politics. Let's not talk religion. Let's just talk about the turkey and football. (laughs) If we can keep it on the level, then we can. So we can wait until Friday morning to go back and visit this, but not while we're at Thanksgiving table because it's going to bring up and stir up all the things that we thought we had laid to rest, right? 
Right. So keep that in mind. So today on our show, we're going to talk a little bit about Kanye West and uh, his uh, the story that erupted that uh, says that he got a tax eighty uh, sixty eight million dollar tax refund, uh, and it's on Billboard.com. That's as authentic as you can get, right? So the story is on Billboard.com that Kanye West earned a $68 million tax refund. In fact, he gave an interview about it. So this is not something someone is making up about him. This is not something that someone is saying that he said or people within his circle. He gave the interview that he has been blessed to get a $68 million tax refund. So earlier this year, Kanye began conducting what is called Sunday service, of course, on a Sunday, and invited people, through which we have since learned he has released an album called Jesus is King. He has gone to churches. He has held Sunday service across the country. All of this in an effort to prove to the IRS that he is, in fact, a church. You know how that works. You are prominent, so the IRS looks at all of us, right? So you are filing your tax returns. They're looking. They're investigating. And especially for someone so prominent, right, and well-known, of course, they're going to look even more. So to prove that he's, in fact, an, a church organization, he conducts Sunday service. What more could authenticate it? And people across the country just fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. No one stood back and questioned it. I guess people are looking for a savior, and they forgot what the model is. The model is Jesus Christ. So people are so desperately looking for a savior and a leader that Kanye West just waves into this and tells people, oh, I'm so converted. Jesus is king. And everybody falls for it, including the IRS. And then he got, then we learned the real reason for all of that was a $68 million tax refund. At the start of the year, he says he was $85 million in debt. Last year, he only earned $50 million to offset his $85 million in debt. Getting that $68 million tax refund has significantly reduced his debt. Now, I'm not telling anybody to go form a church. I am just calling him out on his foolishness that you really aren't converted because you were, you really, the truth be known, just come clean and say, I needed this tax refund and somebody told me this was the best and quickest way to get some inflow of cash because I'm not moving product as much as I want you to believe that I'm moving product and my lifestyle is something that I really can't afford. I'm living way outside of my means, but I had to do something. You'll never hear him come clean like that. So what is it about this? that is chafing at the heart of Christianity, and that is making Christians like me feel as if we're being taken advantage of, that the gospel message has become polluted and it's misrepresented. That's just it, the lie, the lie that has been told. How did this start? Well, it started hundreds of years ago, believe it or not, when people went on crusades to conquer other people's lands in the name of Jesus Christ. They said they were conquering other people's lands and they were converting people from whatever religion and whatever godlessness they called it and ungodliness and paganism 
to convert people to Christianity, but at the same time, you were taking their women and children, and you were taking their land and the resources of their country. That's all they thought. They called it a crusade. Today, modern-day preachers have crusades to raise money. They preach the gospel. At least they're not conquering land, and they're not mass-taking women and children. They just show up and say, well, I'm going to pray for you. If you get healed, fine. If you don't, okay. I'm going to demonstrate through the teaching of the gospel, through the teaching of the Bible, why you can be healed and why you don't have to live like this. And then you will help me pay the bills while I'm at it. It's not a kind of uh, quid pro quo, right? Yeah, sounds okay. And we're all like, okay, well, let's hear what you have to say. Right? So that's how this all started. Then, of course, over time, it became such a fundamentalist religion. It never evolved. Every ideology or thought that governs the affairs of human beings evolves over time, except in some cases, religion doesn't. In some cases, political systems don't. They're not reflective of currency and contemporary times. And so we refer to them as fundamentalists because they stick to the old ideas that often, if you look at Christianity, are traditions of men. For instance, in Christianity, women are mistreated. But when I read the entire Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament, I found that Jesus Christ, the founder of Christianity, actually treated women well. So where did this ideology come from to mistreat women? It's a tradition of men. It's men seeking to control women because, well, men who like women, we have something that men want. We have comfort, we have pleasure, and so men want to control their access to that. We also help men to do what they want to do. We offer them advice, we give them comfort, we we bear children. So men want to control our ability to provide them with the comfort that they need and want, and the pleasure. Let's not forget about that. So the traditions of men seeped into the practice of Christianity so much so that you and I don't know the difference anymore. We don't know what began as a tradition of men and what is really the practice, true practice of Christianity. So what people like me do, some of us, we take you back to the scriptures, back to where it all began, back to how it started. And we show you what the Bible says. Now, some people have a problem with doing that because It's not that they don't know. They can always go to the Bible and pick something out, right, to match whatever it is they want to say. It is a book of words, right? So it is going to give chances are you're going to find some words that will match what you want to say. But the thing about it is real-time application. So anybody can pick it up and say so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. And And you're actually going to sit there because they're regurgitating what the Bible says. So you're going to use the Bible as the authentication, then you're going to find it. But you know where the true test comes in? Their lifestyle. There's one thing I know about anybody who purports to be converted to Christianity is that there is a fundamental change in the person. And if that change is not evident, they have not been converted. If somebody comes to you and tells you that, oh, I, I changed, I converted, but 
you're still smoking, you're still drinking, you're still out there running around, you haven't changed, you haven't been converted. You felt something, but you haven't ascribed to that which you felt. So you look at Kanye West, and you're like, so you're doing everything that is going to match up with people's idea, but have you really changed? I don't see it. I don't see the authenticity of it. And I know Kanye is one of those cult leaders who has a cult-like following. I'm waiting for his people to come at me. They can come. They can say whatever they want to say. But the fact is, the fact will not line up. The fact is that no true, con- show me where the true conversion takes place by your lifestyle. That is the true thing. You, you remember years ago when there were a lot of scandals involving Christian preachers? You know what happened? They were telling us one thing, but they were living a different life. Eventually, the truth exposed that they were not who they say they are. And it hurt some of us because we felt like we were taken for a ride because you were telling us to do one thing, but you were doing another. That had to happen because the truth of the matter is it is always going to be about the lifestyle. Now, most people who operate a church, you've got to understand, according to the laws of the country, a church is a corporation. Therefore, it enjoys tax-exempt status thanks to our brothers and maybe sisters in the Catholic community. It enjoys tax-exempt status, but it still has to what? Live, exist, right? So it has a staff. There's a pastor, preacher, uh, you know, teacher, evangelist, apostle, the fivefold, and you have the people. The bills have to be paid, the lights, the water, because you can't go in there if it's dirty. You won't go in there if it's dirty. You need the lights on, you need air conditioning, and you need heat. But it also has to provide services to the community around it. How is it going to deliver those services without contribution, right? So you, so most people who start a church, they start off first on this idea that they are an elected and appointed. They're an appointed representative of Jesus Christ. That's the premise on which they start. So once they start there, then they take it from there onward out. It's not that we don't believe that Kanye can't be converted. What I am saying is I don't see the conversion. The conversion happens and your life changes your lifestyle. It is evidenced and backed up by your lifestyle. It, I find it incredible because you're making money off your immediate conversion. If you were really, Kanye, if you really were converted, you wouldn't try in those first three months of your conversion, those first early years, you wouldn't be trying to make money out of it. No one would even know. You wouldn't even talk about it. You wouldn't show anybody. You wouldn't file a tax return to claim a tax exempt status, you wouldn't talk about it. To me, it's a ploy to manipulate the emotions of people who are vulnerable and susceptible to his leadership. So they probably are not downloading his songs because maybe they suck, maybe they don't sound good, maybe it's not contemporary enough, whatever. We all know that every celebrity has a shelf life. Maybe he has exhausted his shelf life, but his entire lifestyle is dependent on his celebrity status. 
So by expressing a conversion to Christianity and doing it within his own brand, what he has done is transform other people to just go buy a new CD. And because he's a celebrity, if he has a, 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 a Sunday service in a town where you live, people are going to show up because it's got, all it does is increase his brand. You know what's going to be sad? If other people suddenly start doing this, it would just be large and wide-scale mass liars. And I say there is a story in the New Testament. Honestly, if these were the days of Ananias and and Caiaphas, some of us would not make it. Fire and brimstone would fall from heaven just because we lie about a relationship and a conversion to God that does not exist, that just doesn't ring true. And I know this is tough because some of you are going to be like, well, we don't know for sure. No, we don't know for sure. This is why I say look at the fruit. The Bible does instruct us that when people come to you and tell you that they are this and they are that, look at the fruit of their life. What is the fruit of your life, your lifestyle? I've been saying for years, and I, you know, I'm, I'm guilty. I, I found myself right smack in the midst of this years ago when, as a single woman, I never showed up at any family gathering with some guy in my arm just to satisfy some societal thing that I had to have a man. I felt, because of my own history, I felt like, one, it had to be the right person, and number two, if I show up with someone, this is someone whom I think I'm going to be with for a while or, you know, for a long time. Outside of that, I'm not being with anyone. So I showed up at family gatherings single. It didn't take long for some of my, my mother's children to start calling me names and accusing me of stuff that I wasn't guilty of. I'm authentically what I am. If I say it is, it is. And all I was doing was what? Letting my lifestyle be evidence of the gospel that I claim to preach. That's all I was doing. I used to say that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to let my lifestyle match up with it. You're not going to find me hanging out with some dude, swinging from a pole, doing some pipe, right? Being out at the club, hanging with Tom and Dick and Harry and Jack. You're not going to find that. I am going to let my lifestyle be evidenced out. Along the way, I got derision, scorn, told off more times than you can think. People walked away from me because I wasn't going to play their game. I kid you not. But I felt that if you are going to do, if you're going to be true to what you say you are, then you at least need to try. Hey, that's all I could do was try, right? So I'm, I, I, I don't know that I could say what I am and then not do it. It just didn't work for me. I couldn't be sitting here looking you in the eye and telling you that this is what I do if I'm not backing it up. I have a whole history. If you were to Google me, if I come to you and tell you that I've been on radio, you go to Google as your authentication and you will see that that's what she said. If I tell you that I'm a speaker, you go to Google, you find that that's what it is. 
If I tell you that I've, I preach, you go and you find it. I tell you that I'm a writer, you go and you find it. I'm authenticated. Similarly, if somebody says that they're converted, they're going to show the signs of it. If, I, if, I, if somebody were to come to you and say, who has lived a totally opposite lifestyle, and then they come to you and they say, I've converted to Muslim, to be to Islam, you're going to look for what? The authentication of that, right? They're going to start wearing, they're going to start going to prayers more frequently. They're going to go to houses of worship more frequently. And they're going to reflect the lifestyle that they claim. You know what these slick brand masters, Kanye and his wife, have done? Kanye's wife, who is somebody who wears all the, I don't know, her body's a science experiment, right? She showed up at Joel Osteen's church wearing a football-looking outfit, like something we have worn since the 1980s, covering up, covered from neck right down. You know what that tells you? That's not somebody who is converted. That's somebody who investigated what I should look like if I show up. I can't show up looking like myself. That is not to say some consideration is not given for where you are going, but when it goes to the extreme, you know it's not authentic. That's not a feeling that I have. That's the evidence that I see. So again, for all the Kanye friends and supporters who are going to come out and say, oh my God, oh my God, come, show me the fruit. Ask your leader to show you the fruit of his conversion. Just that. And if you're going to tell me about the Christian preachers who have fallen by the wayside, I'll be glad to entertain you. I'll be happy to show you that what they said in public did not match up how they lived in private. Consequently, they were exposed by the truth of what they were preaching. I can't come to you and tell you to wait until you get married to live with someone, and then I'm doing the opposite, can I? In fact, a man broke up with me because I told him I couldn't do that. He wanted me to move in and live with him. And I said, we can't do that outside the bounds of marriage. I said, what am I going to tell people? I'm telling people this is what I do. And then I live something else. I said, I can't do it. He could not respect it or understand it because the people whom he knows who are perhaps do what I do don't live like that. And their lifestyles don't match up. He laughed at me. I laughed with him. That was the end of that. Right? So it just told me everything I needed to know, right? Do you see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, let the lifestyle be the evidence. So the second thing I want to point out about that is how he took advantage, how rapacious a capitalist he is. He took advantage of people's emotions and formed a church corporation so he could get a $68 million tax refund that essentially wiped out his debt. And the rest of, you know, his supporters are just sitting there, oh, you're in awe. This is why you're so gullible. This is why anybody can come and tell you anything. If you actually don't look at people's lifestyles and see the authenticity of what they're claiming. It's just like Prince Andrew from England, right? He's claiming, remember, he claimed he had never met Joel, uh, what's his name, Jeffrey Epstein? 
then there were pictures to prove it. Now he's withdrawn from public life. Yeah, you're a disgrace. Now there's a young woman saying, well, he was on my breast when I was 12 or 15. Do you see what I'm saying? But here you are in public saying you're an upstanding member of the community, but your lifestyle, you associated with a known sex trafficker. You were having sex with underage people. Yes, I'm talking about Prince Andrew from England. The royal family doesn't talk about him because they feel disgraced and publicly outed and disgraced to have their name dragged into something as sordid as that. What am I saying? Your lifestyle, your life, the way you live has to back up what you say. There are plenty of people who can't do that. There are plenty of people who pick up a microphone every day and go stand in front of people and say something and their life, the way they live, does not back it up. And still there are ordinary people like myself who get up and say, this is what we do and we have the evidence, the lifestyle backs it up. If you don't believe me, I can call some of my mother's family members. And they can come and tell you. And they'll tell you, yeah, it's true. We didn't understand it. We even disliked her. But you know what that is? That is part and parcel of what being a Christian is all about. The Bible even says so. If Kanye is riding a popularity fame, is it his fault? Yeah. He created it. He lives in it. He constantly encourages it through bots and fake accounts, and through paid-off media consultants who write stories and stir people up. That's what he wants because that's what drives sales of his products. I challenge him to go live it out. I know some of you all are going to tell him about this, and that's fine. He can talk to me. He's probably not going to. You know why? Because it would be authenticating what I say. Because he knows deep down that if faced with the possibility of trying to authenticate it, he wouldn't stand the test. So he's not going to do that. And is that important? Yes. If you are claiming to be converted by Christianity, and if your goal is to gain new followers to Christ, then you need to prove it. Because your former lifestyle says something else. When I first changed and became a Christian, I grew up in a Christian household with a Christian background, went to a Catholic high school, but my lifestyle was not backing up that. I never claimed to be a Christian because I know I didn't have the lifestyle. I went out. I parted. I was in circles where people drank. I had a good time. I could not claim to be a Christian. But the minute that I changed and became a Christian, I left all of that behind. I dropped it all. I said it cannot be part of what I think Christianity ought to be. Much to the chagrin of the people who knew me. Could not believe it. I couldn't. When Facebook became popular, I was like, people are going to have a heart attack. (laughs) seeing that I had converted and was now preaching in a church, I knew people were like, oh, 
But you know what happened? The evidence, the people who knew me and knew how hard I parted and now seeing the evidence, they were convinced. Now that is truly how you are converted. When people see how you used to be and then look at you now and they say, wow, truly a change has taken place. On this day, a couple of days before, it's the eve of the eve of Thanksgiving, I think. The eve of Thanksgiving is tomorrow. So the eve of the eve of Thanksgiving. As we sit down to give thanks, as we sit down to talk about these issues, they may show up, they may come up at some dinner tables. The true evidence, the true conversion has to be evidenced by a change in the person. Nobody who knew me 30 years ago could say that I haven't changed because I went out. Oh, yeah, I did. I went to the club. I went, we call them the discotheque. I went to the club. I went to house parties. I partied. I didn't drink because I didn't like it because it's drink. I don't know how people drink alcohol. It tastes like medicine to me. It just tastes like rubbing alcohol. That's just how it tastes all the time. So I, I was never a fan of that. But talk about being in an atmosphere where music was playing and people were having a good time. That was me all day. I could dance you into and out of eternity. I was having a good time. But you know when I changed? I changed. And this is the thing. I didn't change that. I because something is action of violence and human trafficking. I started my platform based on ending violence against women and children. And what I found was over time, when I became aware of human sex trafficking, I saw there was a nexus and that it was a form of violence against women and children. And the people around me were shocked because people were like, you were always talking about violence against women and children. I said, but this is violence against women and children. Right? And so for me, when I saw the connection and the intersection, it showed my growth. It showed not just my personal growth, but it showed my professional growth. My message stays the same, and violence against human, against women and children, no matter what form it takes. So the message stayed the same. It was authenticated by my experience and authenticated by my professionalism. You could see it, right? Somehow that change had taken place. So the people who know me and who knew me, they don't question the change. Because they know it's the same thing I'm asking of Kanye. Based on what you have shown us that you are, show us the change. Show us where the change took place. Don't just tell us with words and write a song. Anybody can sing a song. Anybody can stir up some sort of emotion. If you're a good actor, you can stir up some sort of emotion. But show us the change. Be authentic. Come forth 
and show us the change. Show us that this was not about incorporating as a church so you could get a tax refund to wipe out your debt, to maintain your lifestyle, because it's all about your lifestyle. Show us that you didn't just do this to drive sales off your, your records so you can continue to live your lifestyle. Show us the change. The people want to see the change, Kanye. They're hungry for the change. They want authenticity in their leaders. Whether their leaders are political or Christian, they want authenticity. Show them the change. You know why Jamal Bryan and all them other preachers are so on? At least while they're in the pulpit, they're authentic. All them other preachers, whatever their names are across the country, while they're in the pulpit, they're authentic. Their lives are an open book. You can see that, man, I used to do this, and now I am this. Yeah, I still have issues. Now people have learned to be transparent. Eddie Long wasn't transparent. He told us one thing and lived a different lifestyle. He paid the price for that because the truth will show you out. So show us the change. Show us this was not about a $68 million tax refund. Somebody should need to hold you accountable. I mean, the IRS gave you the money back. I don't know how, because most of us file our taxes, and the IRS doesn't even look on us. But you give Kanye West, the IRS gave Kanye West $68 million back because he incorporated as a church. Something wrong with that picture. Oh, because on paper that's what it is? Then, okay, I'm going to create some paperwork then. You see what I mean? But the IRS is going to look at it. Well, we're following the, the, tra- the, the trail, the paper trail. But it's for the rest of us now. The perception. The rest of us, whom he's dependent on to drive sales and interest in his product. That's where we now say, show me not the color of your money, not the, co- the number of your tax return. Show me the truth. Show me your truth. Show me your point at which the cross made a difference in your life. Show me where your nail scars are. Show me where you were pierced. I can sit here and pontificate for days and tell you about my conversion and what it cost me. I can tell you with tears rolling down my cheeks that would make you give up and cry. You would probably see me in the streets and hold my hand and tell me it's going to be okay. If I tell you what that conversion cost me, it cost me life. It cost me everything. It cost me money that you could not believe. It cost me everything. So show me your change, Kanye. Then I'm going to believe that what you say is actually true. Until then, you're nothing but a pontificator who is just looking for another way to make money using the gospel as a way fleecing the people and misleading people into believing that you are authentic when in fact what you really are is nothing but just another liar, just another person who is looking for money. Yes, Kanye, I said it. Because somebody has to say, because you are taking something away from people, don't give them false hope. Because they're going to find out that it's not true, man. Don't give them false hope. Don't use God as another way to fleece the people and give them false hope. Don't give them false hope. Show us the change. Show me your nail scars. Show me where you've been pierced by this gospel that you claim Jesus is king. Show me where the king intercepted your life. Show me 
Paul, when that intersection occurred, show me where you, 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 you were pained. Show me the blood. Show me the scars. Show me the t- Show it to us. Come out. Tell us where it is. I want to know. I wrote mine in a book. It's called Through the Fire. I wrote mine in a book. It's called Musings of the Spirit. So come on. Show me where yours are. And I, if you go to Blog Talk Radio, you can hear me over 10 years of telling this same story. So go ahead. Show us the change. My name is Harriet Kimmick. I'll be back tomorrow on Down to Earth. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Down to Earth is found on nine different podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, it costs 99 cents a month to subscribe. So go to our page on Anchor FM. Click on subscribe, support this podcast, and you'll be able to do so. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, as you start cooking and so on, send me some, some, some love, right? Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.